Welcome to Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. This podcast is for people who want to learn how to thrive with a disability. It is also designed to share insights for those who have friends or family with a disability. Brad Gabrielson, our host, was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair for mobility. He is a North Dakota native and believes life is about managing challenges with understanding, mental toughness, and determination. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Living with a Disability, No Big Deal podcast. Greg Mall, Rolleramp. And Brad Gabrielson. And Mr. Brad Gabrielson. Brad, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? Well, not bad. The drive down to Jamestown uh, wasn't bad. The roads were clear. And actually, I didn't have to drag my wheelchair over the uh, the snowbank because there had been some melting out here, uh, Brad. Oh, yeah. You have much snow in Fargo. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of snow, more snow, but it's, it's melting, which is good. Spring is here, everybody. And so uh, we're happy about that. Yeah, uh, I have a question for you. Uh, what was it like for you to go through rehab after you got injured? Uh, what was your attitude? What was your, you know, what were you feeling when you, um, you know, I know what after your accident, did you have any uh, frustrations or were you kind of mad at the world like some people get or how were you, how did you decide to, to uh, get the way you are today i mean you're you you've been you've been uh going about uh cripple what is a cripple man outdoors or what is a cripple guy cripple guy outdoors sorry it's a great channel and uh i want you to tell me how you were feeling right after the accident i mean i know that there was some stories on you after the accident you know i had fundraisers and stuff like that i just was kind of curious well, you just asked about five or six questions all in one. Yes, so, uh, <laughs> um, right afterwards, well, um, they pretty much uh, measure you for a mold and they put you into a, a clam shell. Some people call it a turtle shell, but it's a white plastic shell that keeps you rigid from the neck down to your waist for months. And uh, you can't... Uh, be sat up or uh, walk or be in a wheelchair without it while your back is mending from being broken in half essentially so but that doesn't stop them from getting you up in the morning and I guess the first thing I thought was well a gal from OT came in occupational therapy and she said well you're gonna have to lift your foot up differently now and she grabbed a little thing with a loop on it and said grab your foot lift it up that's how you put your shoe on and they slid me into a chair with the uh with the transfer board and wheeled me down to physical therapy and uh got me down on the mat and put my leg on this board and it had wheels on it so that you could do range of mo actually they would just move your leg up and down and up and down different things and and so i basically would go back to the room you know and you're pretty much you know you're wore out you're kind of screwed up but you just think okay what's next so you know what I did I grabbed a book grabbed a book read but it's a day-to-day situation so you just get up and do what you have to do and that was my thought process it wasn't like you know that's it I'm done it's over 
I'm just going to be disabled all my life. I'm never going to be able to do anything. What, what possibly can I do in a wheelchair? I'm done. I didn't even have that thought. I just, my only thought was, what do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? And I continued to do that. And then just naturally, without even a conscious decision, you know, kept striving and getting as good as you can get. You know, the doctor said six weeks, you won't really get much better, but it took years. I was still recovering. But the process of inpatient is is pretty grueling, put you on different machines and different stuff. But the thing that I just was like, what do I need to do next? And then the next phase was sitting on the edge of the bed with my, uh, now I had leg brace type things on to help me stay uh, standing up. And then I would stand up and I'd walk like three feet, two or three feet to the wall and back each day to the bed and I was just sweating and then I would make it like four feet and five feet but it was just an attitude of never say die that's a great attitude to have because a lot of people you know nowadays just want to give up and say poor me but you never did that it sounds like no I never said poor me because that's I mean, that's just the wrong path to take once you go down that path. But, of course, I did have some self-pity for a while, you know, of course. I mean, here I was, 37 years old, living the dream, you know, outdoorsman, da-da-da-da-da. And all of a sudden, you're taken out of life. And so, yeah, you have some kind of poor me or I can't believe it. But, you know, I'll be honest with you. It took, it takes three years after a disabling accident to come full circle, really. Because after a first year, you're, you know, you're still really early into it. Yeah. Second year goes by and you're kind of grown and learned to adapt. But by year three, then that's it. You get it after three years. It seems like it takes to, to come full circle, like in a death, maybe. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because there is, there is three. Well, pieces of death, right? There's, so I think there's six, 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 or six, seven phases of grief or something. Yeah. Well, I know or whatever it is. I know with with uh, I know that once uh, once you once you well once you decided to uh, accept the fact, I don't know if accepted the right because no one really accepts their handicap. Handicap, they deal with it. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, everybody's got a disability. So, you know, everybody, people wear glasses, hearing aids. That's that's some sort of a disability of one shape or form. So it doesn't matter. Nobody's perfect. So, but I was just wondering, you you didn't really feel like, you know, oh, my God, my... My wife or girlfriend's going to leave me now, right? You know, did you have to be reassured about that, or or, or did you know that? Well, there are actually, you know, incidents of spouses leaving the spouse that's, after. A, that's what I mean. Yeah. Just, I think it's, I don't know if it's ten percent or if it's thirty or forty percent. I don't know what I, it is. I, I, Could I, be half. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I did not feel that way. Uh, I was very gracious because, you know, it could have easily happened. Oh, easily. Oh. And people don't think about it. This is a whole other episode, but what the caregiver goes through, mm-hmm. how the person's life has changed who has a spouse that's now completely disabled like I was at the time, you know. I mean, it's like taking on a whole other burden. Yeah, but in a sense, I mean, God only gives you what you can take, so so maybe that's... Well, she took a lot because she was awful strong woman. Yeah, my my wife was too, man. She, you know, so I think they get strength given to them. I think so too. I think you're absolutely right. In order to get through it all, but... But, yeah, it just graduated. So you don't ever know when the doctors say, after six weeks, you're going to be this way or that way. Whatever the doctors tell him today might not necessarily be true three years from now. So don't, you know, live for the day and don't look forward to, you know, just live for the day and be the best that you can be and the best that you can get to today and just have that attitude that, you can, you can do it. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can do it. Because if doctors told me, what makes you think you're going to walk again? You know, so I fired that doctor. First day I had a doctor, I fired him. Because uh, I was laying there and he came in there. And of course, I was messed up, just got back from down by mail there, Hennepin. And I'm laying there and he comes in and he says, Something to the effect of kind of what makes you think that, you know, you're going to walk again. And I told him, I said, "Uh, Doc, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to have people, you know, around me who are positive. So, you know, I'm afraid you're, you're fired, you're out. And so he left. And the charge nurse outside said, how was your vacation? Because he just got back from vacation. The doctor told her, I think I just got fired. <laughs> so anyway, I fired that doctor and got another doctor, okay, who was born with, with uh, he had post-polio as a child, so he, only, he had only use of one leg, you know, so he was more empathetic. And so, you know, he would treat me. And so he gave me a date, too, that you're kind of going to see what you see, but it's really not true. The body keeps changing and trying to heal itself. And so I just kept fighting through and fighting through and crashing through walls and climbing over dikes and through forests and literally just uh, to the extreme because you can, you know. That's the word, can, 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 can. There's no can't. doesn't exist. I think I'm going to write a book, and it's just going to say, can't, and it's going to be crossed out, doesn't exist. Would that be a good title? Sure. Okay. We'll see why not. All right. Well, anyway, uh, sorry for that long answer. It's okay. I was I was just kind of, I like what you had to say. Because I've never been in an accident back on wood. Like I said, I was born with cerebral palsy, so I didn't know. I know I had to go through a lot of physical therapy myself, but 
not not as much as you did to get you know because you're you were able to walk in and boom you're you're in a wheelchair all of a sudden you know what I'm saying with one fall and so yeah that's why I wanted to get your perspective on your thoughts and feelings on what you had to go through. Well, that's uh, probably the Breeders' Digest version of it, but yeah, that's uh, basically it. It's like you can make the decision to basically not play along and not work because it takes work. Anything that's worth anything takes work, and it's not easy. And if you fall down, get back up again. Don't stay down. If you fall down, get up again and again. You might have to get up several times yeah. before you still not falling down anymore. Yeah, and you got to get your confidence built. Your confidence is huge because you don't have much confidence at all at first. No. I mean, you you feel uh, self-aware or what's that word? Self-conscious. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like really uncomfortable. You certainly don't have a lot of what I would call you know, outward confidence. It takes a long time to get that built back up again. What's what's the thing that you uh, that you can do before that you can do now? Dance. 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 I was a good dancer, if I must say so. I did like to. I love to dance. Got it from my mother. I can polka. I can waltz. I can dance with the kids. I can do whatever they, whatever calls for. Um, secondly, probably be walking through the woods, but firstly, yeah, if I could dance again, dance, but you can do it on the back wheels, can't you? No, see, I'm a gimp, which again, we kind of call ourselves, but I'm in a wheelchair and a lot, everybody that's in a wheelchair can sit there and do this balancing on the wheels. Did you do that? No, they tried to teach me one day, and I don't know if I'm just a freak of nature or what, but, but no, I couldn't. I can't do it. So I'm not like the normal, typical guy in a wheelchair. I don't know. Maybe that's it. I don't know. What else could it be? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I just was kind of curious because, you know, what you missed doing that what you were able to do the before the accident. Riding horse? Did you ever ride horse? No. No, I never rode horse, anything like that. Water skied? Oh, yeah. I water skied uh, from dawn until dusk when I was younger. Mm -hmm. You know, 12 hours a day. Oh, yeah. Now the kids kneeboard and waterboard or wakeboard, whatever you call it. But, yep. but yep. anyway, I did I did it all, and I, I'm just so absolutely fortunate that I was so active because I did everything maybe that helped you in the long run as far as your attitude and your yeah because uh, i i was your uh, your strength in your get up and go because you know if you had that attitude i can do this because you had to have this you know i i did this before i can do it now yeah because yeah that i did attitude. it before so you had something that you were going to do because you did it before right right you just had to figure out the best way of you. You figure out a lot of things. Yeah. You have to figure. I've noticed that when you're challenged that you have to be a lot more creative as the longer that you go with how you're going to do things, mm -hmm. little tricks and stuff like that. We can talk about 
little tricks and little shortcuts and different things on another episode if people want to yeah. contribute. But, but but anyway, I suppose we should uh, think about wrapping it up, Brad. Or yeah, yeah, we give us a uh, uh, you contact BG Marlboro like Marlboro cigarettes. It's built the same. And my telephone number, if you want to get a hold of me personally, that was my email address. bgmarlboro at gmail.com. Correct. And then my telephone number, personal personal telephone number, 701-252-8560. If you have any questions. And you can call Roller Up locally at 701 701- Two seven seven nine four seven one. You can also send us an email at marketing at rollaramp.com. And you know, send us what you liked, what you didn't like, what you thought was funny, what you thought was depressing, what you might like to hear or not hear. Anything at all, so that we know we have even one listener out there on the interweb. So And then I'll to give them a call oh, with their eight hundred number and Let's see if I get this right. 1-866-883-4722. That's it. Or sales at rolleramp.com. A lot of different ways you can get a hold of us. There are no excuses. So, for Brad Gabrielson, this is Greg Mall signing off on the Living with a Disability No Big Deal podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. Sponsored by Rolla Ramp, this podcast features Brad Gabrielson sharing how everyone with a disability can live life to the fullest. Rolla Ramp is a global company based in North Dakota dedicated to helping people find solutions to accessibility needs. Special thanks to Carrie Wicks for moderating and to Dopey T for his original music. We hope you'll join us again next time on Living with a Disability, No Big Deal.